Hey y'all, welcome back to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm Bailey, I'm your host, and each week we call my dad Toby and we just have a fun, short discussion about different things like parenting, marriage, mental wellness, things that everybody's struggling with or wants to talk to somebody about, but maybe you don't have that person to call. Well, I have been around for 34 years and I've been talking to my dad for most of those years about my struggles and he just always has really great wisdom to share. And so we thought it would be helpful for you guys to get to peek in on these conversations and um, also get some of his wisdom. And so we are excited about these weekly conversations. We're excited you're here and I'm looking forward to today's podcast. So let's get this show on the road. Let's call my dad. Well, hello, B. Hi, Dad. How are you? Well, that was the strangest <laughs> ringing sound I've ever heard in my life. If y'all don't know what we do to signal we're going to start is I do a ringtone, and I just made up my own new ringtone this time. It was very special. She is <laughs> losing her mind, y'all. <laughs> oh, how's your day, Dad? It's just been wonderful, Bailey. Thanks so much for asking. You're welcome. Uh, we've already been so productive today, and I got to see you in the flesh. It's been a great, great time, great day. I love getting to do this when we've been around each other. Yes, I love it when you come next door to my house before 9 o'clock and begin <laughs> to make videos. I love it. Turn my face. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, last night you got to keep the children for a little bit while me and Grant were busy, and that was so nice. Thank you for doing that. Well, I'm just so happy to get to do it. I know lots of people don't get to hang out with their grandkids. I have fun. Well, they weren't even sad I wasn't there, so that's when you know they're happy that you're here, too. And Esther has informed me she wants to live at Honey Papa's house forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure she really means what she's saying. <laughs> well, so... This month, we've been talking about different things concerning fear and uncertainty. And so we talked about um, kind of some of the fears of going back to of sending your kids to school or that, what that can bring. And then we talked about some uncertainty um, last week of when you're vulnerable and how that can be feel scary. And um, so today I want to talk about something that we've talked a lot, a lot about before. And that's the aspect of the illusion of control. And um, I want to bring up a story because, you know, I feel like this always happens to me. Uh, something happens in my life before before we're going to talk and gives a good illustration. But I took Gideon uh, roller skating, as you know, on Saturday for a birthday party. And um, he, this is his first time ever. He's almost seven and he struggled hardcore and he's a pretty he I feel like when it comes to active things he's always gets it pretty easily because he's a pretty active kid but like this was really hard for him and it was really hard for me to watch because I literally had no control over how he skated you know like I couldn't even hold his hand enough to help him skate better because it therefore I would fall because yes I did have to skate with him which that was also a sight in itself but um it made me think of this topic of how sometimes like you we want to control situations so badly that we all that we actually 
can make it worse. And that's what was happening when I was trying to help him skate and like make sure he didn't fall. It was actually making it worse because then we would both fall down. <laughs> and so I wanted to ask you, is there any times growing up um, that you remember feeling extremely uncertain or having some fear around being out of control when it comes to parenting your kids? I'm sure there's a lot, but is there any that bring come to mind first? Yeah, I mean, the I think the ultimate sanctifying, which is just a church word for yeah, growing, the ultimate growing experience as as a parent is these. I think what would be out the word I mean, realizations. You're forced to realize how little control you really have. I mean, I never forget the first night that you took the keys and you were going to go meet some of your friends. And that was terrifying because I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I couldn't, I couldn't protect you. It's kind of how I felt, but what it really, I mean, underneath that couldn't protect you. It's, I can't control you. I can't control that environment. And the earlier, I think that we learn that sometimes the best way to help our children grow is to release control that that's good for them, even though it's hard for us. I think uh, we step, you know, step more fully into being the parent that God created us to be. Everyone always wants to argue extremes, right? So you say, well, I'm just not going to let my kid do whatever they want. Well, no one's saying you're going to let your child do everything they want. But there are some areas that the only reason that we say no is because that situation is out of our control. Mm-hmm. You know, Gideon, that's a perfect example at the skating rink. I'm sure he looked like a giraffe on skates. I mean, because he's <laughs> he so lanky, you know, and you want to hold his hand and him mm-hmm. say, Mom, you can't hold my hand. They're going to think I'm a baby. I'm not yeah. a baby. And why did you want to hold his hand? Because you didn't want him to fall. Mm-hmm. But it's when he falls is how he learns to skate. Mm-hmm. And so there's a balance in there, but there's nothing scarier as a parent than knowing that your child is in a situation that you really have no say in it. And the fact of the matter is, you know, how many times you heard me say it, you repeated it. Control is an illusion anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you don't control if your child gets sick, you know, whether it's a cough or whether it's cancer, that's, that's out of your control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it can come up in, uh, all types of relationships, especially with people that we love, you know, um, I think about that when we even still grant between grant and I, there's things that I can come up with stories in my head of things that are going to happen, whether it's his safety, whether it's, um, my, you know, fear of unfaithfulness. I mean, he's never been a, that's not been a thing, but I'm saying like, I can go there in my head. That's something I feel like I have no control over, you know, like we can go to the, to the thing, the things that we know we can't control can seem to really trigger worry and anxiety in our mind. What would you, how would you say, have you experienced that? And how do you learn to fight that? Oh yeah. I think at its core, anxiety is the what if game. Yeah. That's why I say, you know, there's the there's the anxiety that everybody experiences when they're in, 
you know, difficult situation. Uh, people beat themselves up because they think they should have more faith or whatever their word is. And it's like, no, uh, you know, if, if your house burned down and a month later you were at a stop, stoplight and here comes a fire engine racing by, your heart would race and you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're not, it's not like a faith. It's called you're being human. Mm-hmm. But then there's the disorder side of anxiety and anxiety disorder where your house has never burned down. There you've never had anything like that. And you, a, a siren goes by and you're convinced it's your house and you let yourself go there. That's that's the disorder side of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And and again, so this isn't about eliminating it. Mm-hmm. It's about learning how to navigate. And so when that happens to me, I, I have I have worked at a long time that I'm not gonna waste energy beating myself up saying why I shouldn't feel that way. I'm gonna say, hmm, let me step back mentally why why is why is my heart beating so fast and normally i can figure out that i've gotten out of the rhythms that i ought to be living uh i'm i'm not living an emotionally healthy lifestyle i've been pushing too hard or i haven't been connected relationally just the things that i know are good for my mental wellness mm-hmm. and so to me it's a it's the warning warning light Mm-hmm. that says you need to get you know go back to your rhythms and i think everybody has to spend some time figuring out what are those rhythms for me personally uh most of the time we're so busy just trying to figure out how to medicate it or get or not have it mm-hmm. that we don't ask ourselves what got us to this place and then figure out what are the things that when that's triggered, which, you know, I can't stand that word, but I'll use mm-hmm. it. When you're triggered in that way, like, what are your go-tos? Is mm-hmm. it the 40 I am's? Is it a worship song uh, or some other kind of music? What is it? Is it breathing exercises? See, that's when these tools become a resource and not our source, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I have told people one-on-one a lot especially men men will come to me and here's how it goes you know i'm struggling and i've been having these panic attacks and i can't sleep and da 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 da. and what if i lose my job and what if this happens and it's the big what if game and i will ask them a question well how much are you drinking oh i'm I, that's not an issue for me I, i'm not drinking and then we continue talking and they figure out that i'm just there to like help them i have no judgment on them at some point it comes out, well, you know, I've been drinking a six pack every other night and they admit why, because anything feels better than feeling the way they are. Mm. All I'm saying is replace that quote medication with something positive and healthy that won't literally take you to worse places than you were than before you had anxiety. Mm. And it so you can go there about Grant. You can go there about Gideon. You've got to figure out what is it that t- it's not to not focus there. It's what can I focus on that will get me back in a good space? Lots of times, be honestly, 
I think I, I did a video about this. I don't know when. I don't know which platform, really. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, but it was, you, it's, it, it's just a fruitless effort to say, I'm not going to think about that. You have to replace that with something else, not just, I'm not going to do that anymore. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think about, we've kind of talked about this before, but you know, my personality is, that, is if it's gonna, like with the control issue with the kids, mm-hmm. I'd rather just not put myself in the position where I have to release control. <laughs> like, wow. like I don't want to take him skating again. It was too hard to watch him fall down. Um, but that, but if I change my perspective to I'm getting to grow in that area and he's getting to like learn something new without me, that's gonna, you know, he's learning perseverance and um, trying when it's not easy, you know, the things he's learning. And then I'm learning to release control and let him fall. Uh, If I change my perspective to that and it helps me to endure some of the times that I don't, want to release control to, you know, or like when I'm struggling with Grant, what, you know, any fears, my what ifs with him, then that's a time I need, you know, that I can pray and trust God more. And then I get to grow in my relationship with, with the Lord, you know? And so I think if, instead of for me avoiding, I have to lean into it and see how it's growing me as a person. Yeah. You have to ask yourself first, why am I feeling this way? Mm Mm-hmm. What is it about me <laughs> that, and then I think you just have to tell the truth to somebody. I think mm-hmm. when you tell somebody that, that man, here's how I'm feeling. Here's why this is hard for me. It starts losing its power. And most mm-hmm. of the time, what we do is we just sit in our shame mm-hmm. of it. And so that's, it's hard to break that cycle. But when you tell somebody for me, see, that's why connecting relationally is so important. It's like, I just, I, and I'm not saying I like it. I don't mm-hmm. like to call my friend, my close friend and go, hey, man, can you be praying for this? It's hard for me. Mm-hmm. I feel weak. I feel vulnerable. But but when I, when I do, it loses a little bit of its power. And then I'm going to go back to my rhythms. I'm going to go back to whatever that place is for me. Because I'm going to tell you something, baby. Uh, like a skating rink, that's practice, <laughs> right? For for things that are huge. Mm-hmm. And your mom, who is the holiest person we know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the strongest, emotionally strong person I know. Like when you went through all the girl drama in high school, it took everything I had to keep her from calling one of these girls' parents telling one of these little girls off. And it why? Because at its core, she want, she didn't want you to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a natural emotion. And so mm-hmm. there has to be somebody in your life that you can be honest with and that you can receive the truth from. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I, oh, no, I was, go ahead. I was just going to say, what would you say if there's someone that listening that like doesn't struggle with this or right now? I mean, I feel like we all struggle with it at some extent, but if you don't, but someone, you know, does, how can you be a support to somebody who this is more, this is harder for them? You know, 
somebody that you love it, but you can't relate. How would you tell, how would you encourage them? Well, I mean, you, my, my uh, ability to help someone else mm-hmm. is directly tied to their willingness to let me in. Mm-hmm. Right. So all I can do is send a message that I'm here, that I'm for you <laughs> and that there's nothing, uh, that you can do to, to make me judge you or look down on you. I, you know, I, I've got to send that message when we're not in that situation. That's the kind of friend I want to be. Mm-hmm. I want to be the kind of friend to a pastor that falls, uh, to, you know, uh, 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 someone who has self, who's a, a, a family member or a friend who's had self-inflicted wounds or outside wound. I want to be, Hey, that guy's proven that he's going to love me, support me, and encourage me. But again, you can only help. It's limited to someone's willingness to let you in. I mean, that's the challenge of being a, a adult, a parent of adult kids. I can mm-hmm. only do for you, Grant, Ross, Michelle. I'm limited by your willingness to let me help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I just think about there's times I like I probably struggle most with this than Grant does. And so I'll like say, you know, something to him that I'm sure as far as I don't want. Here's where I feel uh, out of control, you know, out of control with the kids or blah, blah, blah. And he's you, he is a great listener, but you know, there's times he's like, what? That's dumb. That's not good. Like, why, why would you, you know? And well, he would never say that's dumb, but no, but that dead, you know what I mean? Walk, yeah. His tone makes you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> and I love him. He's a great man, but you know, there's just things I feel like that that's not a struggle of his. And so there's times that I, um, I think I just wish he would just, you know, just listen or just say, I don't understand how you're feeling, but, you know, I can understand how that would be hard. You know, I don't know, but um, I didn't know if you and mom have ever had those types of communication where you, one of you felt one way and, you know, especially surrounding control over your kids. Oh yeah. All the time. But I mean, maturity, as you mature, uh, you know, let me, let's, you 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 brought this up, so you know for that one <laughs> one guy that's listening. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ross, the one guy who has to listen because you now work with us. Um, <laughs> like for a guy, it's one of the ways I know a guy's maturing is he's not instantly prescriptive or solution based. Mm-hmm. He, he he he. That's where I had to grow. It's like I we're fix it by nature, so we, we'll say, well, you just do this, 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 and. Mm-hmm. One of the ways you mature is you're you're quick to listen and slow to speak. You know, it's not you're not solution based. And for females, I'm generalizing here. But yeah. For females, the maturity is like your job is to to live that kind of confessional. If you let me use that word, hey, here's how I'm feeling. Not mm-hmm. here's how terrible I am. Here's how I'm feeling. And then you don't own the response. Mm-hmm. Like you can't own Grant's response when you talk to Grant. You can look for another young mom who is probably struggling the same way you are mm-hmm. and have that kind of conversation with her. But the thing about 
maturing, whether it's in how you relate to somebody or back to like the ability to really release and not hang on is practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the key is to practice and you don't you don't become an overcomer without practicing overcoming something over and over and over again. You don't become a conqueror without having something that you have to conquer. And it's normally like again, he Stanley called it the monster within, you know. And so you practice. You can't run from it. You can't avoid it. You can't quit going to skating rink. You 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 have to kind of walk through that. It's a learned overtime, you and God together. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's good. I need to write that thing. Because <laughs> I sometimes would just rather avoid it. But you're right. We're going to be overcomers. We got to overcome something. But while, of course you want to avoid it. You're human. Mm-hmm. What, 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 Paul, 2 Corinthians, his second letter to the Corinthians, he has his thorn in the flesh. And what is it? He asked God to take it away. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we don't want, I mean, our flesh and our humanness, we don't want uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. I think he's the greatest writer in the New Testament because he finally figured out that the very thing he was running from was the very thing God was going to use to make him, to shape him into his destiny. Mm. And that's true for you, too. If you don't run from it, medicate, you know, in it. But like come face to face with this and develop some rhythms and patterns, a confessional lifestyle, which is not weird or Catholic or being a monk. It's no, I'm going to I'm not going to isolate. I'm I'm going to verbalize where I'm struggling mm-hmm. and it's going to lose its power over me. And here's the rhythms. Then you're going to grow into your destiny. Mm. I think that's a good thing to end on, because I, I was going to ask you, what would you say to someone who is struggling one thing you know struggling to release control from something today you are not alone you are not the only one there is nothing wrong with you god has more power for you than you think you have in this situation Mm. and the more you do it the better you get at it practice 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 that's good well we got our first Hey, Dad, small group tonight. I'm excited for that. For those of y'all that signed up, we're so excited to get to connect with you. I think by the time this airs, we will have already done it. But be on the lookout if that's something that you guys are interested in for, what is this, October. Those of you that didn't get to sign up for our September group, then be listening for sign-ups for our October group. So... Big plans, big ideas coming up. We're excited about it. And look at this, Pris. We didn't even go, like, we didn't yammer on. We didn't yada yada on and on. You're so proud of me today. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't have any stories to tell today. You're saving those. Mm -mm. Saving them up. (laughs) All right, Dad. Well, thanks for your wisdom and encouragement today, as always. I love you, baby. Love you. Love you. Hey, y'all, control is definitely something that I feel like um, I can consistently struggle with or not being in control. I don't know about y'all. So I feel like that was a really good conversation and a really good reset to my brain of viewing the release of control as something I've got to practice and get better at. So thank y'all for listening today. By the way, 
If you're my age or older and haven't skated in a while, it is quite interesting to go roller skating. <laughs> Let me just say. <laughs> and it's really also hard to watch your kid fall. Like for one, I wanted to help him, but also it was hard not to laugh a few times, <laughs> but poor buddy he was getting so sad. And I was, ugh, it was just overall a hard experience. So I just had to share that little <laughs> tidbit with you, but excuse me, I've got the sniffles. Thank y'all for listening again today. Uh, we're just, we just love getting to meet you here every week. Thank you for the feedback you give us. Um, don't forget if you have any questions you want to ask dad or anything like a topic you'd like for us to talk about, email me bailey at beagobi.com. That is like, we are just so open to whatever you have to offer or to ask. And then don't forget that we also have a live Q&A this, the uh, last Tuesday of this month um, via Zoom. We're going to do a Hey Dad Q&A where you can just come with questions um, and learn more, ask things, anything that you've been wanting to ask him, you can ask him there. It'll be at 7 p.m. If you want that Zoom link, also email me, Bailey at Be a Gobi. Okay, that's all I got for you. See you next week.